What is this? For the mess. For the mess. Can I begin? Uh-huh, it's the chill kit. I got the cards to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows and not your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I would never spill it. Yes, sir, damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know me. Hey, welcome to the Forger Masters Podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. Hey, back again, back again, back again with a banger uh, wrestling Wednesday episode because, you know, we love the wrestlers here, right? But before we get into who the guest is and what he does, we have admin tasks we have to take care of because we do what we have to do, right? So please follow us on all platforms at For The Masses Podcast. Please follow us on YouTube at JB The Masses Podcast. Again, I'm going to say this week in, week out. I see the views. Please keep on adding to the subscriber count. And support the podcast. We have anchor supporters up, so if you want to support the podcast monetarily, you can do so there. Please leave a voice message. You know we're open to like anything we can do to like help the podcast grow. Okay, so I have a good buddy of mine, a coach, a mentor, a brother. So all simultaneously, he's one and the same, and he's a phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal coach, and he's leading a dynasty right now. We're going to get into uh, what that means to him and what that looks like. So Matt Littleton. How you doing? Good. How you doing, JB? Hey, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. You know, it, it, I'm always excited to talk to you, though. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on here, man. Yeah, it's Wrestling Wednesday just for you. Well, I appreciate it, man. I think we should always dedicate a day of the week for, every, for wrestling. I know. I mean, a lot of us are addicted to the sport. So, you know, in some way, shape, or form, we're always, like, in it. Well, yeah, I mean, you can really, I mean, even when you're done competing, you feel like you're always still involved with it. I mean, even oh, you might be done coaching, but you're always got your hand in something when, or you run into a wrestler or you know somebody and then you always end up talking about it anywhere you go. So, no, absolutely. And um, you recently got married. And I did. I'm surprised nothing got broken. I want to know. No, no. Um, she did the, the, uh, the planner did get a little upset about the uh, sprinklers being thrown on the ground. Other than that, it was smooth sailing. Nothing was broken. No wrestling matches broke out in the middle of the ceremony. So we were pretty good. I'm so shocked, honestly. <laughs> I am too, honestly. I got some rowdy friends sometimes. And, and obviously weddings can be fun. So No, no, most definitely. And it's so surreal for me. to. And uh, thank you for inviting me. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed your, your special day with you. I'm glad you, got, you could be there, man. It was, uh, it was a fun day. Beautiful day. Uh, we were happy that you were there. Most definitely. And, like, it's just so surreal for me because, like, I, I met you almost a decade ago. And, you know, that that little tin is different from, like, this little tin now. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, I don't think my wife would like uh, that little tin that you met a decade ago. He was still uh, pretty young. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's crazy to think, man, that, you know, this this journey and this friendship, you know, started – a decade ago, and here we are now, you know, in life. Um, Surreal. Yeah, you know, we kind of got to watch ourselves grow up both a little bit. Absolutely. You know, which is fun. And, uh, you know, and I always appreciate you, you, Doyle, Hedger, um, Ramsey, like all you guys, our original coaching staff, for everyone listening, because you guys simultaneously were my coach, you know, and then you got the opportunity. I had the opportunity to coach with you, right? And then, yeah. and then we build like more of a brotherhood there, you know, and it's just like all that simultaneously you know, into one. So I, I'm super grateful for these relationships I have. No, man, it was awesome. It was, uh, I was actually thinking about the other day and I was like, man, it's crazy. You know, I got to coach him for, I think it was like three years. Um, and then, you know, we got to coach together. 
yeah. uh, watch kind of watch it grow from your wrestling side of things and you become you know a coach with us it was uh that was fun and obviously that you're right there's two different friendships kind of you know the relationship's different from coach to athlete to now coach with coach you know yeah um so things change i mean obviously it changes the relationship a little bit but it was uh it was nice to have both of those you know what i mean now 100 i think um you know, I definitely consider you one of my brothers now because we argued, you know, oh, once we argue about sports. <laughs> well, I'm sure Hedger and Sean um, remember all about a lot of the arguments we used to have uh, in our yeah. coaching in our lo- or in our <laughs> hotel rooms when we were coaching. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm surprised we had the energy because, you know, coaching, coaching drains us more than like the athletes probably. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. Actually, I want to mention one of our arguments. I don't know if Hedger pays attention, but I'm, I remember you telling us you could run like a 4-3 or a 4-4 yeah, yeah. four, four at some point. Can you still do that? Oh, gosh, no. Gosh. <laughs> I just want to make sure you – I just wonder if you still had it. No, gosh, no. So funny story. I, I thought I was that guy still last year, and I went out to play some like intramural football. Yeah. Played a game, pulled my hamstring. Oh, yeah, that stuff catches up with you quick. Oh. I was like, oh, man, this is why people were like, the people were warming up and stuff. I was like, why are you guys warming up? Like, really, I'm the division <laughs> to, like, Spartan. Like, what do you guys mean? And, uh, That's great. That's yeah, great. Man. So I'm, I'm going to Miami uh, tomorrow, actually, to do Ramsey camp. Oh, yeah? yeah Actually, I've been Max. seeing that. You, Max, and um, – TJ. TJ. Yeah, Terrence. Terrence gonna, and I'm coming. But, um, you know, he's back. He's back working out now, doing jujitsu and stuff. So Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm super happy for him. But, yeah, he, he got a new job, so he can't get the time off. But, oh, I got you. Yeah, this is our fourth year going down there. You know, he got some good kids, man. Oh, yeah, he's doing a great things down there with that program. Um, I'm real happy for him, obviously. He want to see your friends obviously succeed, and he's, you yeah. know, obviously he's killing it. No, he, he definitely is. And I'm waiting for you guys to wrestle. Did you guys wrestle this past year? No, no. We've had a few. I don't think we ever matched up at Nationals either. Um we don't see only. I think we used to see a Florida team. We were down in Tennessee, but we don't see many of those Florida teams. Mm. I think in the next couple of years, he's planning to bring a team up to West Virginia. So that's going to be our plan because we should be pretty tough then too. So, no, nah, most definitely. So before we get into like why your your team is pretty tough, let's let's talk about you. So like where you from and like how long you've been wrestling? Where you start wrestling at? Well, so I was originally born in Chicago. Um, I transferred to West Virginia when I was real young and kind of basically grew up here in the state of West Virginia. Um, grew up in Work County originally and then transferred into Parkersburg. We moved to Parkersburg, um, went to P- Parkersburg High School um, and obviously that program and it's everything it's able to accomplish. Um, ended up going to West Liberty University, wrestled there as a national qualifier, four-time starter, and then got my coaching career started at Wheeling Jesuit. Um and coached there for four years and then kind of had the honor to um, get a teaching job back at my high school, which was, you know, obviously kind of surreal. You know, people talk about, you know, their dream job and, you know, in the teaching world, sometimes it's a little hard to, you know, get your dream yeah. job is your first full time job. Um, and I remember, you know, sitting up at Jesuit, I was talking to Sean, I'm like, hey, I'm going to apply for this job. I won't get it. You know, just give me a heads up if I was going to leave or anything. And sure enough, I got it. Um, and then. Even then, the head coach had been there. He'd been there for a while, and he was good. I thought he'd stay. Um, I was like, man, I want to be head coach eventually. Yeah. And, you know, kind of things fell into a certain a certain way. You know, our head coach moved up to become the athletic director. Um, it left that job open for me, The I think, one year after I was already teaching there. Wow. You know, so I kind of got into that, that job, um, which was nice. So, but that's kind of my, you know, my backstory, I guess. I started wrestling – 
I remember I was in the fourth grade, right? So it's funny. You know, most sports, you don't, I mean, you watch and you're like, oh, that kind of looks fun, you know, baseball, yeah. basketball. So, and I'm a little out there, I guess. So I, my mom worked late hours. So I had to after school program. Uh, I'd go, I'd, after I was in elementary school, I'd go after school and stay there. And she'd pick me up, you know, when she got off work. Well, one day she was running late and the buddy that I was there with, he was a wrestler. So he's like, I've got to go wrestling practice. I'm like, I'll come watch. I got to wait for my mom, you know? So I walk in and these guys, basically kids, just, they were beat, they're beating each other up. And that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what our sport is, right? I'm like, oh, this yeah. looks like fun. Mm-hmm. So I tell my mom that night, I said, hey, I'd like to go out for wrestling. And it's like middle of the season of wrestling. So I'm like, all right. I was like, okay. She goes out and buys me shoes and signs me up. And well, we haven't looked back since, I guess. Man, that's incredible. I, I always love like, you know, hearing the stories about everyone who's when they start like young, because, you know, I started ninth grade. So mm-hmm. um, it was a different type of like, you know, urgency for me at that level. But like, man, I love, I love the youth tournament. You know, they'd be having fun, you know, conditioning doesn't matter. Oh, man, they got all together. the energy, all the energy, man. I, so I, I love that. I love that. Oh, so no, no doubt. That's incredible. So, you know, you end up like going back to your alma mater, your high school alma mater, and you're like, hey, like, you know, I'm an assistant coach. Head coaching job comes up. Obviously, you coach at the collegiate level for a while. I know how I feel about high school. And I was like, I don't know if I, I could like, you know, do that, like where my mental state is, like after transitioning from college coaching. So how was it? How was that to go back to high school and coach? Honestly, that was probably the, one of the most difficult things. And sometimes I still struggle with it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I, early in my career coaching, like, you know, I would kind of start practice. And in college, you know, you can tell a kid, hey, go warm up, you know, three and three. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, takedowns, right? Three and three, let's get our bodies used to be in wrestling positions. In high school, you can't do that as much. You yeah. need to structure it more, right? You have to give them guidance. You have to give them, you know, what what are we working on here? Yeah. Um, because you give them free reign, their mind doesn't, it's not, they're not developed enough yet to understand, you know, the concept. Most of them aren't, you know? Yeah. Um, so learning that you had to structure everything, obviously to have the most productive practice. Um, yeah. And then obviously, like you said, the mentality of, you know, going from college kids who really, really want to be there to high school kids, you know, who, um, you know, some of them want to wrestle at the next level. Some of them, they're going to be happy when they graduate high school and this, then they're, you know what I mean? They're going to be happy with their careers after that. Um, so I think the dynamic of that is trying to remember not every athlete is like you. Yeah. Right. Not every athlete, I guess, not every athlete thinks the way you do or is as competitive as you are and, or, you know, wants it as much as you want it. So you've got to yeah. try to find your, your own peace with that and adjust your mentality to help those guys that, don't want it maybe as much as you, but try to get them somewhere to the level of where you're at, you know, Um, and get them to buy into that Um, instead of just being like, well, if you don't, you know, you don't, you're not competitive enough or you don't want it enough, just get going. Um, You got to change your mentality a little bit. And you've got to, like I said, you're dealing with very young men um, who are going to make mistakes and, you know, obviously do things and you've got to be there to kind of get to their level and uh, bring them, try to bring them up. Nah, absolutely. It's so crazy hearing you talk like this, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) because it's so real because our our conversations are different at the college level. It's like, all right, like, how can we make sure that, you know, we we, we plan our training around like peaking our national. Mm -hmm. Hey, who hey, who's our 10 guys? How can we peak? All right. Well, if this happened to a guy who's next up, we got to make sure they're they're progressing as well. And um, it's it's just so surreal to hear you talk like that. And, And like, 
something big that you said was like find your peace with like you know them because it's so frustrating it is got all the talent in the world you know um why is john barrett gassing right now you know why is xyz happening right now and like he got it all what's up here that's making him not go there yeah and then like i said like some kids obviously i mean you're dealing with kids that some kids that you know some days they don't want to be there so like you've got to find ways to yeah Make have your peace with a certain day. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like you learn not to get too frustrated or you just won't, you'll take yeah. it out of the kids and you won't be productive, you know? No, absolutely. And um, that, that's beautiful to hear you talk like that. So, you know, you took over a program that's historically out in the state of West Virginia. Like people know, people know like what Parkersburg wrestling is, you know, and the big red. So like, let's talk, let's talk about that. Like, Where's what is the dynasty of Parkersburg, and like was it intimidating for you to like take over a program like that with so much history? Obviously, with the history, it's that's it, huge. Um, you know, obviously being in that room every day, you look at we have a huge wall, you know, that's got all of our state champs on it. Um, and looking at that wall, and you start, you know, learning the names and, and you, you know, remembering the names, and it's kind of funny. Coach, our old legendary coach before me, Coach Hanlon, has been doing this like alumni gathering. Um, and we, I started obviously, I go to it. And I finally got to meet a lot of these like old names I've seen on mm-hmm. the walls, you know, from years that he coached or whatever. Um, and they come to those things and it's kind of cool to kind of put a name with a face with that, you know. Um, but no, the, obviously the pressure, you know, you want to and it's not even pressure because, you know, obviously your excellence is expected. Yeah. I think the pressure comes because obviously it's like it's my alma mater. Yeah. And like I want to see the program be great, not just because it's my job. But because, like, I'm, you know, I'm into the program. Like, I graduated from here. I, it made me who I am. So, like, I don't want to see the program grow down. Yeah. Um, so that kind of makes me want to work harder. So I don't. It's not just me and my job on the line. It's this program that I was entrusted with. Yeah. Um, so I think there's where that pressure comes from more than success. It's more than I just want to make sure we're doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much history with this program, and it was, and, and we just got to make sure we continue that history. I feel sometimes that's where you feel the pressure more than, well, I have to win a state title or I have to be, you know, have four state champs this year. I have to, you know, so X, Y, Z. I think it's more or less like, what can we do to continue this tradition of Parkersburg wrestling being great? Um, and that's where the pressure comes from. Yeah. So you've been, you've been, you've been the head coach there for what, three years now? Uh, this is year, I think I start year six. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Time oh. flies, man. I started when I was, I think I started my head coaching job when I was 28. I just turned 33, so it'll be this will be year six right here, I believe. Well, that makes sense because I graduated 16. We had a year of coaching, 16 to 17. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yep, man, that's crazy. I'm so nice, man. What? When, man? Well, good for you. That's awesome. So, how did you how did you get past that pressure? You know. Well, as I think I mentioned earlier, obviously, just like wanting to like you you work hard because you want to be successful. So I think just trusting in the process. Right. And I tell people all the time, like, are you nervous? Like, you know, my wrestlers are like, well, yeah, a little bit. I said, well, did you work as hard as you could? And if you did, then there's nothing to be nervous about. Right. Because you've done everything you possibly could to prepare yourself for this match or this moment. And if you fall short, then there's, I mean, it is what it is at this point, you know, don't be nervous. Like you've done the work. Yeah. Trust the work that you've done and and don't be nervous about it. So, you know, as I've kind of grown into this role, I've learned to just kind of trust myself, I guess, right? And trust what I'm doing. I know I know works. And yeah. if it doesn't, 
then we're back to the drawing board and we're, you know, studying or doing research to find out, you know, what's the next direction we need to go in here. Um, just not trying to stay stagnant in that, you know, man, that's so crazy. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm like in, in here different. Cause like, again, like when you're my coach, it was like a different type of mindset, you yeah. know, like, you know, so it's, it's super cool to hear you say that. And it sounds like you also had to adjust with the times and the type of kids we have coming through now, because like, like I'm, I'm a, when I go back and do camps at my high school, it will be the most frustrating thing. I will go, I'm like, coach, what's going on? Are they warming up right now or what? He'd be like, yeah, we can't go too hard. They're going to quit. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it, that's been a big adjustment. So, I mean, obviously you look at it from a college standpoint, you know, you can really go hard at the kids and, you know, if a kid does quit, like usually you have a backup for him. And if not, like you're going to go and recruit another kid the next year. Well, yeah. something happens, right? In high school, not so much. Um, so they obviously we talked about pressure too. And that sometimes you feel that pressure in high school. Like you want to be tough on them. You want to, you know, put the best product on the mat. But then you also can't run kids off because if you're not putting a full team or a good product, then the community starts turning on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this conundrum of, you know, you don't want to get too hard on running the kids off because you want, you know, you need them in the same sense as you're trying to create, you know, tough nosed tough nosed wrestlers that, you know, want to put their foot in the ground and, you know, not, not move, you know, they're going to stand in front of you and that are who you are. They're going to, you know, get in the fight. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe because like, again, when I, when I think about Parkersburg, I think about like the Skylar, Skylar Terrell type of guy, yeah. you know, Nicody came up and, and, you know, Nicody wasn't like, uh, like he wasn't like Skylar Terrell, but you could see like where he came from. Yeah. Program wise, you know, even obviously like you, you know, so what, how, how do you cultivate the Parkersburg mentality? And, you know, for everyone listening, I, I'll let you explain what the Parkersburg mentality is, but how do you cultivate it in this new generation of kids? Well, so if, if Hedger's listening, he'll call Parkersburg tough. Uh, so he knows yeah, yeah. what that's all about. Yeah. Um, anyway, at the best of the Parkersburg mentality is um, it's basically just, we're going to be tough. And I kind of mentioned it earlier saying, get in the fight, not like physically get in a fight, but yeah. like make the match as much of a, of a dog fight as you can. Right. Like get, be physical, bang on his head, move him, put him, you know, make, even if he beats you by nine points, eight points, I want him to walk off the mat and be like, you know what, that guy, he, he's just mean. Like, I don't want to yeah. wrestle him. Like he makes me not want to be out there because he's just so mean to me. And you major the person, you know what I mean? Yep. That's, that's kind of the toughness that we like, right? We want to, for six minutes, you're going to be on the mat. It's six minutes of controlled chaos. Um, in the sense of things. So uh, that's kind of our mentality. Um, and I will say, you know, obviously, I think I say this sometimes to my coaches. I'm like, I'm not sure if my mentality would fit at almost any other high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it wasn't Parkersburg High School and we were known for this is who we are, um, I think sometimes like they would think, you know, we were we were a little crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got a buddy and I won't mention names or the schools, but he moved away and he's coaching somewhere else. And um, he did try to he did some of the, the drills and stuff that we do in our room. Mm-hmm. And the coach told him he had to back it down a little bit. It was too intense. Um, and there were drills to kind of create that, you know, toughness. Yeah, the toughness. Um, so, like, like I say, anywhere else, you know, they don't like it. Um, with us, it's a custom. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we still do. I mean, we obviously we still make it that way. Um, it's just now trying to find a way to get kids to buy in or kind of yeah. ease into that mentality. Instead of day one, you're either going to, you know, get it or get gone. You know, um, you know, it's kind of just an adjustment and before they know it, they're there and they didn't even they didn't even realize oh. see the change. You know what I mean? That's real, bro. That's real. I, I love stuff like that because um, 
like man and like you see it in your guys you know and um but i just know like when i was going back to my high school and i was looking at the the, the type of kid now i was like yo and if my coach isn't like yo like that type of guy you know but i'm coming in i'm trying to do some like pretty standard like stuff and i'm like yo like hey they might quit like you chill out you know and um you know but obviously i come from a different environment too um you know so it's just it's just surreal I, I love I love the Parker's work mindset because I feel like I'm a direct byproduct of it, even though you don't know it. Well, well, you you might know it. You know, my drill partner coming in, Skylar Gerald, yeah. you know, I'm not I wasn't used to like whatever he was doing, you know, get like I had to earn everything, earn everything, yeah. earn everything. And um, I think a lot of people didn't like it for him for, from him. But every day I showed up. You know, and then slowly got better, got better, got better, got better, got better, got better. And um, yeah. I talk to people all the time on podcasts, like Scholar Terrell is like, you know, a big, huge reason for any success I had at the college collegiate level. So, well, and you get a partner like that too. It's, it's, it's funny. You said a lot of people didn't like that. I mean, uh, I mean, we see it here too. Like, I'll have a kid on the team who's just, you know, a hammer, or he's just everything he hits, he hits hard. Like, there's, like you said, you earn everything you get with him, right? And we'll yeah. have kids that like just don't want to practice. Like, yeah, we're not going to practice with him. Because you know, yeah, they they may he makes them work hard. He makes them you know tired. Like I'm sure you felt that at some point in time. You know, coming into wrestle with Skyler, like you had a bad day, you're a little tired. You're like, man, yeah, I really don't have to put up with this guy today. Yep, you know what I mean. Uh, but those are the guys that make you better. Made me so much better, and obviously, like you know, like you like you just you. That's the type of guy you need if you need some some the type of style where you need to see your progression. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And and that's what I was able to do. So like I, t- I tell people, you know, people talk junk about like, yo, I mean, I got better. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, you know? man. So and then obviously like you, you were huge on me as, as well because like you had so much pride even in your retirement years that like I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't I fully didn't, retired just yet. Come on, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> your post competition uh, uh, years that like, man, you ain't giving nothing up. You know, I was like, man, I'm going I'm to get them get today. So I would go in the room for everyone listening. I would literally go in a room every day. Wait till wait till he's tired. Wait till like everything's happening. <laughs> hey, Lilton, let's go. You know, I got to get this takedown, you know, and um, I, I, I in my mind recorded two, but he won't he won't give me that. So I think you got one. Well, I remember one well after I was retired at a Cardinal camp. That was it. That was the only yeah. one I know of. That, that I mean, I'll I'll claim that I'll claim that's that when I officially that's when I officially retired. I'm done. That's when I he knew so Maybe. much pride. And let me and if everyone listening, Lilton had bad knees, so he was in a brace. He was there. He was not giving me anything. And um, you know, so it just the <laughs> pride that like you all have, you know, no matter what. Well, I, and I think that's some of that competitiveness kind of just bred into us too. Um, yeah. You know. Well, I think that's it as wrestlers. You know, that's one thing I love about our sport. Um, I feel like everyone who wrestles. Is complete, completely, ah, completely competitive. Like they yeah. will, it doesn't matter what they're doing. If they were a wrestler, you guys could be out there playing chess, and like it's going to be a very intense game of chess, right? Because like I think that's just who we are as, as individuals. That's why we do it. Like we're on the mat. It's just us and somebody else, and like we're in front of everybody. So if we lose, we don't get to point the finger at anybody. No. Nope. So, like, I think that's why wrestlers are competitive. Like, we are just like that's our mentality. It's just yeah. who we are. It's what we've developed over our years, um, and we just don't like to lose. You know, we just don't like the feeling. You know, so even in the practice room, you know, like I'm like I, I weigh outweigh I outweigh JB by like 50 pounds. Like I'm still not giving it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving it too. I don't care. And and then you know it's the crazy. Part. I'm like, hey, let's go. You know, 50 pounds. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you're like, 50 pounds, I got it. I'm okay. <laughs> hey, hey, and now that I think about it, it's so funny. Because, like, it's like we don't even, like, think about, like, that part. Or, you know. No, like, no. Like, like, any of us, like, that compete at this level, like, we didn't even, like, like, there was never a time where you, like, coach made a bad call. Like, you know, like, you yeah. know, like, you rarely get mad at it. Like, and if you did see that, like, you know, like, that guy probably wasn't around long. No, you know? you're right. You know, so it's just surreal because, like, things like that don't even cross our mind, you know, like blaming a coach for a wrestling match. Well, we had something special at Jesuit, though, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was, that was something in the works. It was, that was going, going great. Um, we won't get into that in this round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. So, yeah, like, so you're just taking over a dynasty. What's some tweaks you had to do when you, like, you come in? Obviously, you talked about the, easing the, the guys into like them with the Parkersburg mindset. But what other things did you have to do to like, you know, a be make these kids accustomed to like greatness essentially? Well, I think like obviously practice room wise, like I really had to like, I'd say slow things down. You know, you most high school college kids when they get there, they know their setup, right? Get an idea, right? Some kids come to us and they're still learning how to hand fight a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, so, or, you know, they're not finished. They don't know how to finish head inside singles on the mat. They've just been, you know, stronger than everybody, right? So we've got yeah. to you know, start working on symbolizing this technique a little bit more than we, you know, work on a little bit more advanced stuff at the next level. Um, so adjustment there. And then, I don't know, I think the, the benefit of me is I'm from Parkersburg. So yeah. I kind of knew, I knew the history. I knew the dynamics. I knew it was a dynasty. Like I knew what was expected. Um so the adjustment wasn't wasn't huge. I think the adjustment more was for me was um, like I said, the practice room stuff and just going from honestly going from college athletes to high school kids. Like yeah. it's just it's a lot bigger than some people anticipate. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then like again, you're molding you you're molding these kids. You know, like like that. Like uh, yeah, college. You're you're, you're you're young adults already and kind of mm-hmm. like have their their mindset set on certain things, but like these young, these young kids, you know, you're kind of like showing, like showing them what's possible, you know, yeah. you're showing them, you know, like they might not like believe in themselves. So you're, you're kind of like putting that seed, that seed of belief in there for them. And um, I, I know you're, I know you're doing it because you got the numbers to show it. Um, well, I think, you know, and you see a lot more at the high school level, obviously, but like sometimes, you know, wrestling is better for the kid than the kid is for us. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? From a, from a, a numbers or statistical standpoint, like the kid's not going to score us a ton of points in the state tournament or in a dual match, but like wrestling's helped this kid get his life to where he wants it to be and where it needs to be. Um, And obviously we're happy to have a kid like that on our team as long as he's doing everything we expect out of him, you know? Um, But you see that a lot at this level, which is kind of, kind of the cool part, you know, to be in a high school coach, Um, you know, you kind of, you see those kids that may never start, but they bust their ass every year. Um, and, and then they graduate and they become something of themselves. And it's like, you know, where would they have been without this or without us? You know, what would happen to this? Would he got lost within the the mess of what's going on in town? You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Um, So that's kind of cool. Man, and and that's the beautiful aspect of it. Cause like I said, like, yeah, college, you see, you see us matriculating things like that, but you, you, I mean, you kind of know if they're hungry enough to come to this level or, you know, talented enough to come to the level. Yeah you know, like you kind of expect certain things from them, like out afterwards, you know, you pick up on their habits, mm-hmm. but like these young kids, man, you're showing them what's possible, which, which I always went back to my school because like, 
I know if I was the only college wrestler to ever come out of this place, me going back would mean the world to them, and they know that they can be better than me. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so many more athletic guys, and it would take – I would go there. I'd be like, man, I got all these coach connections. I got all these, like, stuff. I just need you to work on this, you know, and, and it would just it would just drive me crazy because they didn't want it for themselves, you know, and – um. Oh, those are the times you got to kind of make peace. Like I said, make peace with yourself a little bit, make peace in your mind that not every kid's going to want it as bad as you do. Yeah. Some might want it more. Some might want, I mean, some are going to want it the same. Some are going to want it less. And you've got to find if you can't reach that kid, you got to find a way to kind of make your peace and, yeah. and not let it haunt you, you know? Man. Yeah, I know. And it's like, too, there's so many programs popping up now, so much opportunity. You know, for guy, and we know we know so many people in this in this in this in this sport. So it's like, ah, you know, I'm getting I'm getting pretty like uh, about it right now. I can tell you're getting you're starting to get a little little uh, heated, man. Man, yeah, the frustration comes. Yeah, man, I'm I'm at the age when you you start your program, so I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but um, you know, and I think also too with coaching, you had the opportunity to be an assistant coach first, which I think pays huge dividends. Yeah, dividends. You know, instead of jumping to a head coach, because a head coach, especially at the college level, you're like, you're these kids' parents while they're away from home. Yeah, you know, and like, and then in areas like Parkersburg, you are their parents still. Yeah. So, like, how did how did how was that? Like, you know, going from assistant to a head coach. So it's crazy. Um, Obviously, I learned a ton under Sean um, as an assistant coach. and obviously I've taken a lot of what I've learned, not just, you know, wrestling related, but obviously, you know, just life and, you know, being a man um, related, I've taken that with me. Um, I would say I would have loved at least one year. Um, obviously I'm adjusted now, but, you know, I went from being a college assistant dealing with college athletes to being a head high school coach. Like there yeah. was nothing in between for me. Um, so I do think I would have liked a year under the coach before me to kind of yeah. Just step in. And I, I mean, I can run a practice room. I can do all this, you know, um, you know, it's kind of the other stuff running, a, getting a schedule, you know, having to run a boosters program, making sure you have enough money, um, getting all the hotel rooms, make sure you're running that budget. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And just jumping through those hoops and getting all that squared away. Plus, you know, working on the development of your young men. Yeah. Um, I think one year kind of just getting in there would have, as an assistant would have, would have helped. Um, Cause I got hired as a head coach, like, I don't know, about two months before the season started, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. it was, uh, I basically just jumped right in and went at it. So. Yeah. I, it's a crazy, cause I don't think a lot of people understand like coaching is like, uh, you know, like there's a recruiting piece on, in college, but it's all really the same in a sense of like the administrative portion is like, you know, you gotta like really like know what you're doing. You yeah. Know? And like it's not like like you just show up and you just know how to like schedule matches. You gotta like know the people, you know, scheduling referees, like all these different things that go into running a program. And this is where Doyle always told me he was like, "You're is you're running a business. It's more of a business than you do is like wrestling." Yeah, exactly what it is. You know? um, college, obviously, a lot more than college is a lot more than high school. I think um, mm-hmm. I am. I will say this: like my athletic director is great, man. Um, obviously, him having a wrestling background. He orders a lot of like my mat cleaning supplies. Um, mm. He schedules all our officials. Um, yeah, he does. He does a, a lot more of that. Obviously, he does a ton. Um, so like, I'm blessed in our school to have an AD who he's a wrestling guy as it is. And obviously, you and I both know like 
yeah. wrestling can easily get forgotten. Yeah. Um, when it comes to as a sport, uh, so having him there really um, helps me out a lot. And then obviously, if I have any questions, he coached had he was head coach for a while, so if I have any questions, I can always peek into his office and you know run something by him that I might want to do for practice or you yeah. know whatever. So that's nice to have that available. Absolutely, and and like like you said, like it can be forgotten because we're so autonomous. You mm-hmm. know, like once you get your mats, you know, <laughs> once you get your mats, like what are you gonna what are you gonna ask for? You know, and you were gonna, gonna do our own thing anyways. You know, oh, you need to move the weight room. Well, I got a whole bunch of, I got thirty guys. Yeah, go move, move the weight room. <laughs> like, what are we, what are we talking about? You know, so so Littleton, like you know, like this podcast is big on like self development, faith, leadership, finance, and things like that. So there's people listening who want to like you know apply some of the mindset strategies that you talked about to their everyday life. How how can they do that, and how do you do it? Well, I learned a lot from Sean, um, you know, obviously just being like as a man, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, as a, my mindset myself, he kind of mentored me to become who I am now. Um, I don't know. I just think it like, so I always think of it like I have a saying that I always tell my boys too. I say it's called control the controllables. Yep. Right. So they get upset. The match is over. You know, if it's wrestling related, I always tell them, God, listen, it's done. It's over. Nothing that you do right now is going to change the outcome of that match, right? We can, but we can control our emotions and how we react to this, right? Absolutely. Control our controllables. So anytime there's a situation that we can control, we can control that. If it's something that's out of our control and it is what it is, it's going to happen. Then you can't let your emotions kind of get the better of you and, 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 you know, let you make a poor choice or do something, you know, negative that's going to impact this over here. Right. Um, So I kind of, that's like, like I say, that's my, that's kind of my, my go-to thing with them. Um, so, and I, and I try to use that kind of honestly in my personal life too. Absolutely. If I approach a situation, you know, and I find out, well, what can we control here and what can't we control? And then adjust, you know, we can adjust our mentality, adjust our mind a little bit um, throughout any situation, whether, I mean, and I think you can apply that just about anything of your life um, for the most part. Um, That's beautiful. So, you know, I just try to do that. I try to remind myself that every day or if I'm getting like, I get mad about a situation, you know, well, what can I do to change the situation? If there's nothing, then like, I need to tell myself, Hey, like there's nothing to be mad at this. Like we can't do anything, you know, that's real. That's real. You know, and that's, and that's beautiful. Little thing. So where, where can people find you? Like where, where can people reach out and ask questions if they want to know some mindset techniques? Um, I would say probably my email is the best, which is okay. Matthew, Matthew.littleton at k12.wv.us. Most definitely. Hey, Coach Littleton, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I appreciate you having me, JB. It means the world to me. You're the man. Hey, we'll talk soon. Hey, phenomenal episode with Coach Matt Littleton. Like I said, it's surreal. Um, he was my coach, you know, then we became peer coaches. Um, and then built a brotherhood, you know, and like a mentor all at the same time. And um, he's doing some pretty phenomenal things in the sport, um, impacting young men. Um, so I'm super excited to know him. I'm super excited for you to hear this episode because there's a lot of like mindset uh, gems. I think he dropped in this episode that are like, allow you to apply to your everyday life. So I'm super grateful for Coach Lotin jumping on the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening for the Masters Podcast.
This podcast is dedicated to my lovely mother, Alfreda Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever.